Welcome into Mozzie in the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the dankest co-host around Mozzie. How are you doing, man? I am glad to be talking about football. Ah, uh, yeah, had some work stuff. It's all good, man. We all got work stuff. Yeah, shit happens. But shit um, happens. It's all right. We really didn't like need to talk about the Thursday night game anyway. Because, yeah, we're we're just know. kind of gonna toss that in the garbage where it belongs. Right where it belongs. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Both teams suck. Uh, Melvin Gordon should get a lot of work, and uh, the Jets are hopefully getting rid of Gase. Yeah, so the, this pod will be up after the game happens. But um, picks, though, I'm going to say the Broncos are going to win because I think we're all hoping they win to get Gase fired, right? Yeah, the- I've got that sick feeling in my stomach that uh, the Jets will like come – like pull i don't know is it even an upset i don't yeah, know there's, so there's a, a winner here it's not america <laughs> <laughs> well do we even <laughs> i am putting denver in because like i yeah. kind of need that to happen yeah so keep this rolling but uh you know whatever yeah i think this is one of the few situations where it's okay to root for your team to lose it's not like a tank for a draft pick this is a this is the for the betterment of the team right Save Darnold. I'm <laughs> on the Save Darnold campaign. <laughs> save Sam. For just five cents a day. <laughs> save Sam. For seven cents a day, you can save Sam. Mm. So um, d- do you have any other uh, Gase-related rants before we get into our last week's review? I mean, like, last week was just, it was so bad. It was some of the worst football I think I've ever seen from him. I, like. <laughs> The play calling was awful. I watched like all these breakdowns about how like the his plays just didn't make sense. My favorite one was just the one you sent me, where like he's rolling out to the left, and they have like they don't have like a backside at all, and it, they just, like, exactly he's rolling into out each to other, the yeah. left, and he's got two verts on that side, so they're running all the way down the field, and he's rolling out with no one coming back to him, and it's like <laughs> maybe the receiver ran the wrong route, but even so, like. <laughs> they clearly then don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they are not setting him up for success. It's rough. It's bad. And it, he got picked off twice by the ghost of Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, which, that's rough. That's bad. I think Rhodes is going to get torched uh, this week, but we'll get there. So, um, we'll get there. What, what, what are, what's some stuff you saw from last week that you, you thought kind of stuck out to you? Oh, man. There was a lot. There was a lot of good football last week, um, and a lot of bad football. But I wanted to talk about Gronk for a second okay. because you're going to hear his name a lot recently because he was the most targeted Buccaneer week Just three. Crazy. So when Chris, well, how soon in the game did Chris Godwin get hurt? Mm, that's a good question. I don't actually know the answer to that. Yeah, I'll check his snap count because if it was super low, that would make sense because he went out and then wasn't Justin Watson also out last week. Because that would make sense if it's just Scotty Miller and Mike Evans for it to be the tight ends. A little bit, but what I think, so I think that it's definitely like a hold your expectations thing on Gronk. I don't think that he's really going to look like, you know, pre-retirement Gronk at any point. Mm-hmm. But I think you attack Denver with your tight ends. So I think that's why he got utilized a little bit more, especially then if there were some people missing. So my whole thing is like, don't, buy in on the gronk hype yet i i agree <laughs> yeah so Chris oj Godwin, howard is also great and i would I, prefer it, to have him yeah exactly i think howard is a pretty dangerous weapon for brady and he's figuring that out yeah so chris godwin played most of the game um and then yeah, justin watson didn't play 
So, yeah, Gronk played 93% of the snaps. I, I was probably just getting more slot usage out of him, I guess, but and just blocking for Rojo because they ran the ball a lot as well. Yep. Fortnite had a really stupid fumble, handoff yeah. fumble. Yeah, Ro- Rojo played most of the game, and that was why, yeah. Because last when well, Rojo house. fumbled the previous week, he did not play, like, he played maybe a two more snaps. I don't know. He did not get him in back much more. So right, yeah. But you fumble, you're in the doghouse. Yeah, that's, that's how it works there. Tyrians is yeah. But <laughs> we're so, like, we got two good running backs. So if you fuck up, we're gonna put the other in. Yeah. So between Gronk and OJ, who do you prefer? Um, so you prefer OJ going forward? Hundred percent. Yeah. And so your, your Denver attack is why you said you're gonna be playing Chris Herndon against the. Uh, I guess well, it's really definitely sweet. a desperation play since okay, uh, desperation, Ju- yes. Juju will not be playing this oh, week, so yeah. I am missing a flex spot mm. in one of my leagues. Uh, going with I was like, you know what? Uh, let's put somebody yeah, into the he, game yeah, tonight. You just traded for him too, but just early <laughs> buy, I guess. You know, happens. Yeah, exactly. Yep, week four buy for the Steelers. I guess we can transition to that. Yeah. Um. So the Titans fucked up. Uh, yeah, they uh, they, they fucked up. Apparently so, Nashville just doesn't really care about the mask mandate. That's what everyone's saying. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've not been to Nashville. So. <laughs> no one's uh, really traveled much. Yeah, I know. I know Tennessee. Um, I don't think they had like a statewide. They had like I think they had countywide. And I know, I know Georgia just said fuck all to it. But because um, <laughs> yeah, I, no. I, I, I either Tennessee or Georgia, probably Georgia. I don't know. One of those two states, like specifically, like the the governor put out a mandate that said. They couldn't make mandates. It was something really weird, but it was a very like most ass backwards thing. <laughs> I think it was Georgia. Yeah, but Georgia. it could. It, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, people are gonna go back and forth, but I mean, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So like, I I read that apparently the deposit tests were before the game. I don't know if that is still tracks or not, but <coughs> wait, they were before. I thought <laughs> I'd seen that the positive test happened on Saturday, but I. I need to double check that before I go saying that, but I could have sworn that was the first thing that they that came out about it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, the none. <clears throat> that's why they're, they're worried the about wind the Vikings, out of me. But yeah, the uh, none of the Vikings tested positive, which, which is, is good, a, yeah. a positive. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sucks for the. It kind of sucks for the Steelers, yeah. you know, because they. I mean, like they're saying they don't really care when their buy is, but I think it generally sucks to have a really early bye week. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, well, the only benefit is for Deontay Johnson because he got concussed, so he is now not going to miss any time because of the concussion. So, yeah, they did. They had a few people that were a little banged up. I think Juju was questionable too a few weeks. So, yeah, yeah, they, they can they all get some yeah, rest time. Yeah, take some rest, but you know. Yeah, I'm trying to look into when they said the test <clears> came <throat> up because I could have sworn I'd seen Saturday, but I'll I'll figure it out as as we go. But <laughs> yeah, that's it's they fucked up. Yeah, that's so, that's sad, man. Yeah, it came out that today that a fourth player tested positive, right? Yes, another one. Yeah, another one. Another player and an, another coach, I think. Yeah. Or personnel staff. So we're up to like four players and six personnel. Right. So. Yeah, I'm glad they postponed it instead of trying to force it in, just because like it's not worth it. Yeah, no, that was smart. That was good. I'm glad they're doing that. Mm-hmm. And then. So it does sound like the Vikings and Texans will still play. Yes. Which, that I got a lot about that game to say, I think. So let's get there. <laughs> so yeah, um we could I guess we can 
the the um the side of dig eater of the week can just be the titans for not taking shit seriously i don't know or just like tennessee in general yeah i mean <laughs> at the end of the day you might not want to wear a mask for your own personal opinions which you know most of us would disagree with anyway but you know whatever you are working for an organization and you not wearing the mask is preventing your business and your organization from bringing in revenue so uh, don't be a liability to your own franchise and wear a mask. Yeah, and this like, if, <laughs> if you're a football player and you can't play if you get COVID, you gotta social distance. Like, not don't be around <clears throat> people. Don't be around places you're gonna. You're like more likely to get it. So, yep. But it's funny in the in the Target by me, like they play thing over the intercom, like master required this this that, and it's like that's probably where it's like if you prefer not to wear a mask, we have online shopping options. And like I always want to go like if, like. I wish I would say that if you prefer not to wear a mask, you can eat my ass. Like You can eat my butt. You can <laughs> shove it up my ass and eat it. <laughs> so, uh, Have a great day. Yeah, but anyway, where were we? So we talked about Gronk not being very Gronky in anymore. Um, and then I guess Scotty Miller's a thing. <laughs> and uh, Rojo over Fournette. For now, I guess that's going to be a shit show in the backfield. But yeah, Scotty Miller's apparently a thing. So Yeah, it's going to be a real headache. Rojo versus Fournette. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's going to suck know, every just, week. Yep. Just, you know, throw them in the flex and see what happens if you're feeling lucky. But, mm-hmm. but um, see, Haskins. Okay, so Haskins, speaking of things that are, you know, bad. Um, <laughs> he was just – so I was kind of I, – I picked I was I picked Washington. I was so torn I didn't know who to pick. I just wanted Washington. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go for the upset because it's kind of funny to read against the Browns. Even though, like, I love Nick Chubb, it's just the Browns are funny to watch fall apart. Yeah, um, and I'm like, I'm like, I felt like they matched up well in Cleveland. Had a lot of injuries in the secondary, but Dwayne Haskins decides to just go out there and throw a bunch of picks. You know, Baskin Robbins has 32 flavors, but Haskin Robbins has 32 picks. I don't know. <laughs> so, Haskin yeah, Robbins handing out picks out there. Yeah, it was the free <clears throat> free samples of what it feels like to catch a ball. So, <laughs> like. It, it is impossible for the Washington defense to be viable if Haskins gives the other team field position like that all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like their defense can be amazing, but if he's going to play like that, then uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like they, the Browns had run like no place because they got it like on the like on the thirty every time. I'm like, so. Did you watch any of the mic'd up with uh, Baker? Uh, I I saw the clip of him telling uh, Jarvis and Odell to be patient or something. That's all I saw, and then I saw the one about. <laughs> I also saw the one about the hair or whatever. Yeah, he had a, he had a few head. good moments, but he—I mean—he was joking basically on the sideline that his job was to hand the ball off. He's like, "I think I'm pretty good at it. I think I'm pretty good at handing the ball off," you know, making a joke out of it. But yeah, I mean, that was his job, and it, that's all he had to do. Yeah, that's what uh, Kirk—I mean uh, Baker—has to do. So. <laughs> oh yeah, a little, a little slip there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then. Out going forward, like Chase Young, I think is out this week. Ionitis is on IR. Is it Ionitis, Ionitis, whatever? He's on IR, and um, Ionitis sounds cooler. Yeah, I'm gonna go fat. So if those two are out this week against Baltimore, that's gonna be real rough. But that's, um, that's already rough. There are <laughs> there are a couple bright spots in Washington. Like Terry McLaurin's really good. Gibson has looked pretty good the past two games. He's had some <laughs> like he's not gotten a ton of volume, and like the team's kind of inept, so it's not like great, but. It, Gibson's look pretty solid, so yeah, that's yeah. You know, a bright spot. But on the that's other side, about it. <laughs> yeah, on the other side of the ball, like you, you put here, like our our prediction of them just running the ball a shitload. Week one aside, weeks two and three have been very, very on it with that. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's what we going into the season. We're like, that's what they need to do. They brought in Stefanski, who was with Dalvin Cook and how they changed the Vikings offense to more of a run first game. And they're totally going to do that in Cleveland. And it's 100 percent working because they have two really talented backs and a way improved offensive line. Um, yeah, yeah that, as, the, as the offensive line gels, it's going to be really nice <clears> for that run game. And like, it seems like whenever it's a good week for one of them, it might just be like, they both have good weeks. It could be like they're either both good or both bad. Yeah, no, exactly. Like Chubb's gonna get his, but then Cream Hunt's probably also gonna get a touchdown. Like Yeah, and if they're if the you know, the run game stalls, then they're both going to most likely be bad. I suppose there are a few instances where maybe Hunt yeah, gets utilized like more really yeah, behind, like, yeah. Right. But for the most part, you can kind of blanket them in together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there'll, there'll be a couple of games where Hunt outscores Chubb just because of that metric and then like last game like we talked about like the his wasn't his touchdown was his touchdown receiving right uh i believe so yeah because you're both like oh hey that's what we were like thinking what happened right so, yeah i think yeah i was a passing mm-hmm. touchdown but, yeah so um moving moving through in in that division um the ravens so the chiefs have their number um one of the Clearly, one, man what on earth yeah, one of the stats that uh, Jolly threw out to us, or was it, I don't know, but whoever put out to us was that they, I think it might have been Watt, they are 20-0 with Lamar when they're leading at halftime and 0-6 when they're trailing. But three of those losses have been the Chiefs for what it's worth. So, mm-hmm. they have their number. Yeah, and that was kind of the, uh, the game script I didn't think would happen that did happen but was certainly a possibility because I, I was not on yeah, the you Chiefs. Yeah, you were more on the Ravens than I was even. Right, because, you know, the Ravens slow the game down by running the ball, but if the Chiefs get out to an early lead and the Ravens are playing from behind, that's not their strong suit. They're definitely not a come-from-behind team. Maybe if it's one score, but they're not like the Chiefs that can score in any yeah, amount of time. Flurry, yeah. Right. Yeah, they they the whole Ravens team was bad on Monday. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, because yeah, the Chiefs got out to a lead, forcing Lamar to make more throws, and that's where the Chiefs' def- uh, Chiefs' defense is very, you know, underrated this year. It's doing really well, yeah, despite correct. all of their issues that I thought would affect them at the beginning of the year. They're still doing really well. Um, yeah, Chris Jones wrecked that O line. He did, and their corners are doing really well against other teams' wide receivers. Like they're yeah. doing, they're playing very effective secondary. Um, which is bad when that you're forcing the Ravens to throw instead of utilizing the best part of their offense, which is their ground game mm-hmm. and their secondary is good. So yeah, it kind of wrote itself out, I guess, as it happened, but it, it was a shame. Yeah. The Ravens, they need to figure out who their other weapon is. Cause you know, there's Mandrews, there's Hollywood, but in this game, if, if Lamar is missing Hollywood and Mandrews is dropping stuff, like they have to have another option. Like that's, they just got to, yeah. So. No, they need like a big, you know, like they need like a Chase Claypool. Like, you know, yeah. they need like a big wide receiver. Yeah, because they've got Miles Boykin, but he and Lamar just like, they're getting a little better, but they just don't like mesh well. Yeah. So, and that's I, as much as I love them both, like, that was my thing. Like, I don't, they just don't mesh that well. But yeah, is it maybe Duvernay kind of grows? He obviously had that return touchdown. Maybe they'll use Dobbins more in the past game. Because like every time they threw to him, it worked. I'm like, I, more. I know. <laughs> so yeah, th- I mean like the rookies are the only ones who looked good at all this game. The rest of the team is pretty rough. So yeah, Chiefs keep on chiefing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, moving right over, we have the uh, Titans Minnesota game that was a nail biter. Oddly enough, um, I said I'm glad I, I did not end up picking Minnesota. I was very close to it, but the the run the run matchup was something that I was pointing out for like why it would maybe happen, and it went that way for most of the game, and then all of a sudden the Titans were like, "Hey, wait!" <laughs> but they missed Jarrell Casey. I think they do, don't they? They, I mean, they traded him for nothing mm-hmm. to to Denver, and now he's hurt in Denver. But I mean, their run game is a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, they they almost, like I said, they almost fell into the trap game. So close, so close. They but, barely survived. Yeah, now now their run defense is as bad as their social distancing. <laughs> the Minnesota, I I was watching part of it. It looked like their kicker missed like an easy. I don't know if it was a field goal or, uh, or an extra point, but they went for two afterward trying to make up for it and didn't get it, mm. at, uh, which is why they lost by one. <laughs> That's just how Minnesota does it. Right. That was... Uh, <laughs> Gotta miss kicks if you're Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota and missing important kicks. Oh, gosh. I, I remember I was actually... So I was in Hawaii on our, like, our winter term. I was watching a stream of that game on my phone while we were waiting for a bus. And I saw that kick miss. And then I just, I like, from some like hotel room like up and over, I just hear like the loudest yell of agony. Is it the Blair Walsh one? Yeah, it was, I think it was him, right? Whoever it was. I think so, yeah. Because yeah. it was against the Seahawks. And then, it, yeah, it was just. Yeah. So sad. Oh, like a 27 yarder. Yeah, just uh, utter <laughs> shank. So. Wank. <laughs> I always hear the Gunter, like, <laughs> whenever, Wank. like, a kicker makes just a bat it just shanks it off to the left or right yeah, they need, they, what they need is for the uprights like when they hit like for it to be a button that it just echoes that noise throughout the whole stadium like so um blow it man <laughs> yeah. so um kind of jumping around we have the seahawks and uh dolphins playing this week and both of them look pretty solid this past they're week, both actually, have, yeah. uh, man, their quarterbacks are both cooking. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. Fitz, Fitz is cooking, which is hilarious. He's cooking. He's just got some uh, magic going. God, so I love Fitzpatrick. He's got to be one of the most adored players. He's just like he's fun. I re- he needs to do a podcast when he retires. If he doesn't, I'll be disappointed. Definitely. It's like one of that's like one of the top things I want from a retired player is a Fitzpatrick podcast. He's like 37. He brings so much energy to the team. You can see it. Like mm-hmm. you know, and that's so fun when you're like a young player and like you've got this old ass quarterback with this like 10 foot beard and he's out there going (laughs) (laughs) screaming up and down the sideline yeah Yeah. (laughs) so my next question my follow up to you know Lovey Fitzpatrick is when do you think we see Tua so I I was talking to a, uh, a friend of mine about this the other day and the Dolphins play the Jets back back. They play them. They have a bye week. They play them again. And it would not surprise me at all if that is when we see Tua uh, in between the two games there. Because the Dolphins' schedule gets kind of rough here for a moment. Um, Yeah, they got the Seahawks, and who do they have after? Seahawks, the Niners, who might have people back Mm -hmm. in two weeks. Um, and then Chargers, Rams, Cardinals, and then Jets. Jets twice, Bengals. Like if you're yeah. gonna do like, it in, kind of wait Jets till that Bengals. easy point. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little tough. 
if they don't do it then, then they probably won't yeah, this like, season because then it's Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders at mm-hmm. the end of the stretch there. Yeah, that or like if if they're if the Fitz tragic happens at any point, we may get him. But right, I feel like I feel the, like it would need to be more than a like game of Fitz tragic. Like I feel like if there was like a game and a half of Fitz tragic, then you know that that last half is when two would come in. Yeah, the thing about Fitz Tragic is you're not going to see it coming because it doesn't happen in between weeks. It happened like as somebody who had him on their team. It usually when he's doing well, he's doing well. Mm-hmm. It, it happens in the middle of a game. Yep, it just, where it just all of a sudden, all of a sudden, oh god, he's thrown a pick, but he's doing all right. Oh god, he threw another pick, mm-hmm. and that one's a pick six. Oh god, what's happening? And she goes full Janus. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm excited to eventually see Tua, but right now, obviously, Fitzpatrick is a lot of fun. Although, yeah, they're just going to let him ride it out. Let him, you know, he's got the hot hand, as they say. So let him, uh, let him run that, run it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so on, they'll be playing the Seahawks this week. But last week they had that great game against the Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. Shot out exactly as we planned, right? Yep, Lockett just went fucking bonkers. DK should have went more bonkers, but. Apparently, like, so, forgot someone was behind him. I don't know. Went, <laughs> went full Deshaun, jogging in. I got yeah, it. Went full Deshaun Jackson just right before the end zone. Just pop it out, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this game does feature our, um, like, the eat my ass, whatever, like, dick eater of the week, whatever we're calling it. Right. Um, in Tristam Hill. <laughs> what so, a dick. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, Basically, he tackles Carson, and then after the play is over, he clearly, like, it's it's not momentum. He just actively grabs Carson's leg, like, keep, keeps holding on and just does a gator roll. It twists Carson's yep. leg up, which, thankfully, it's not a bad injury, apparently. He might miss a week. He apparently has a chance to play this week, so he's probably going to miss, like, a week and be back. But, yeah, that's a dick move. Yeah, dude, that's pathetic. And it's honestly, like, pathetic. Yeah, like, you never want to, like, as an athlete, like, if you... It feels so like wrong if like another athlete's trying to like injure another athlete. Like like hurt is different than injure. Like if you sack a quarterback, like you want it to like hurt, but like just just because you just hit him real hard, like not because you're gonna like actively injure him. Like you know, knock the wind out of someone. You know they you don't want to get sacked over and over, but like you're not gonna actively injured. When you try to actively injure someone like that, then it's bad. All right, yeah. I mean, trying to make a play and there's an unfortunate result of it. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's part of the game. But intentionally trying to injure the other team to give yourself an advantage is pathetic. Yeah, that's, that's some bad karma that'll come back around. Oh, yeah, he's going to get absolutely lit up yeah. this week. Against <laughs> some, it's just going to be someone. and in the He's not even going to be a part of the play. Someone's just going to blow him up and say that's for last week. Yeah. It'll probably happen more than once. That or, like, I'm ready for Chubb to, like, truck, like, truck stick him. <laughs> yeah, well, the line just gonna blow them up. Yeah, I mean that's also possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, the, the Cowboys side of the game last week on offense, um, Cedric Wilson randomly blew up, <laughs> and then Michael Gallup had a good game. The, the, the deep passing game was working last week for the Cowboys against the Seahawks. Oh and we, yeah, and we've kind of seen that be the thing. So. Man, the Seahawks' offense is amazing, but their defense is just – it's not good enough. <laughs> no, yeah, They're getting they, roasted. Yeah, they can. you can just pass on them all day long. 
Now, Jamal Adams has helped the run game, and that's what he does. Yeah. But their secondary is still hot garbo. <laughs> yep, still ass aside from him. <laughs> so, um, this is this is where I need a second. Uh-oh. At least it wasn't Mitch Trubisky who came back, right? That's like a little better. <laughs> were, were you getting flashbacks when you saw the Bills up 28-3? to 3? That was kind of funny, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I just wanted another team to blow a 20 to three lead, so like it would transfer a little bit. Right, yeah, you would definitely. Some of the heat would come off. Yeah, so definitely. when when the 49ers lost the Super Bowl, it lightened the blow a little bit because it was Shanahan again. So I'm like, okay, like, right, that kind of tracks over. And then now two of them this season is just like I'm just apathetic about it, as sad as it is. I'm just like, <laughs> they really like. If if the Falcons could land Eric Bieniemy in the offseason, that would be just the perfect scenario. I would fucking love that. He's going to be a very desired coaching candidate, I think. Yeah, which I wish they would have gotten them this fucking offseason. Apparently, he interviewed a lot of places, and like, I if I mean if I'm if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm waiting for a really good landing spot. Like, right? No reason not to. So, I would love if the Falcons got him. But I mean, Matt Ryan and the Falcons is a pretty nice offense to inherit. Yeah. So. You've got like you know, got Ridley, you got everything there. So we got Julio, but yeah, I don't know. This team's on a very poor track, and it's not going to get any better this week, I don't think. But I can't believe he wasn't fired. Yeah, immediately, Dan Quinn. That is. Yeah, because like, uh, I, I thought he was kind of on the hot seat because like, they they kind of saved his job last season at the end. But like, I mean, I thought his job was less secure than Gase's, honestly, just because like if Gase is still there, like, he's probably not going to, like, <laughs> my thought was coming in there, you're like, okay, if Gase is still around, they're probably going to give him a lot of fuck-up room. But, like, I thought <laughs> Dan Quinn had less fuck-up room. Heck, man, I would take Dan Quinn on the Jets over Adam Gase. That's how yeah. bad Adam Gase is. Yeah, Adam Gase um, is bad. But, but yeah, I mean, I kind of thought, I was even telling him, like, if if the Bears come back, does Dan Quinn get fired? And we're like, yeah. Um, I'm waiting for I it. mean, if they lose again, I... They're going to get toasted this week. Like the Packers are going to, like, Aaron Rodgers, like, has a legit shot at breaking the touchdown record this week. That's how bad it is. I don't think I'm exaggerating either. With like, nine touchdowns if, off of Devontae Adams. Yeah, if Devontae Adams is back and healthy, like, it's in play. But anyway, yeah, like, at least at least Allen Robinson is saved now with Foles in. That's what that's literally all I was waiting for with A-Rob was Foles to come in and make him viable. He certainly did. Is it going to continue though? This week it will, I think. Against the, there you go. Excuse me, against the Colts, because I think a Rob will just torch Rhodes. Oh uh, yeah, that actually, that tracks pretty well. Yeah, and even if the Bears aren't like great full, like fools will throw it to a Rob and make stuff happen. They get the Buccaneers next, which eh. then they get the Panthers. So that's easy. Rams, it's, it's Ramsey, which is hilarious still. Yeah, so they got some up and downs, but there's enough easy matchups in there because no, there are a few good after Saints. There's still there's still Titans, Vikings, um, Lions, Texans, Vikings again, Jags. Like there's still enough good matchups that I feel pretty good about a Rob. Which he's got a Week 16 revenge game against the Jags in Week 16, so that, that's cool. Ooh, but yeah, it's nice being in a division with the Vikings. You get to if you you know have fantasy players that need points against a bad secondary. Mm-hmm. It's two games for you. Yep, Devonta Adams just gotta. <laughs> yeah, because first time, great. So, and then uh, I know we talked about the Seahawks game already, but Russ is absurd. I just feel like we need to say it again. Um, it's so fun to yeah. watch him finally being used the way we we always dreamed. 
Mm-hmm. But you know what's not fun to watch? The Eagles being pussies. <laughs> huge, giant, No one enjoys pussies. watching that, yeah. Yeah, like they... I was I was very upset when he didn't go for two initially before overtime. And then punting in overtime yeah, with 19 yeah. seconds punting left. For, punting for the tie. Yeah, they... He went full Jeff Fisher and tried to, like, set up the field goal, and then they got a penalty and fucked themselves. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. So, Doug Peterson, why are you such a pussy? That is my question. <laughs> I think he knows that. I think he was like, what the hell's wrong with me? Yeah, like, hey, he, came, I hope... he came out and said that, basically. Yeah, I'm like, I, oh, he did? Okay, I'm like, I hope he had an epiphany. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, no, he came out and was just like, you know, we're supposed to be one of the more aggressive teams in the league, and we're not playing like that right now. Yeah, it's rough. The team's pretty hurt. Carson Wentz has not been playing well. He's had a lot of misses, and then there's not a lot of pressure. It's the team has been rough, and it's yeah. I didn't. I wasn't I like pretty low on them in our preseason stuff. I thought I had them like six and ten or something. You did. You yeah. were very low on them. I was definitely. I think I had them at nine and seven. I was like, I don't think they're going to be much worse. Which, it could turn around, but like, I then just, they had other yeah. injuries. Yeah, they were already injured very much, and that was part of why I was not on it. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, so next up, we we had the uh, Pats and Raiders last week. I don't know if I got to it on the pod. This might have been a like later week, later in the week development where I got really into the Pats defense for DFS um, because of how many players the Raiders were missing. Um, and if that's the case, uh, I guess kind of spoiler of the preview, if, if, if they're missing Trent Brown again, I'm in, I'm probably into the Bills do this week because they're missing Rugs, they're missing Edwards, um, yeah. Which because they didn't have Rugs last week, Waller and Jacobs are both banged up. Trent Brown is out, and then Incognito got hurt mid game. So Oof. Bill Belichick was literally doubling Carr's check down. So which is kind Damn. of hilarious. So yeah, it's a it's a sad victory lap because obviously I want the Raiders to win, but I you know, felt good about the call. But it's just another another page in the book of why didn't we get Cam? So <laughs> should have gotten Cam. Cam the Lamb. Should have gotten Cam and should have gotten Lamb, dude. Cam the Lamb. Oh, can you imagine? All they had to do was take Lamb instead of Rugs. Yeah. And find Cam Newton. We'd instead have of Marcus fucking Mariota. God. <laughs> I I stand by not liking the Mike Mayock hire. I'm. <laughs> So so far, only a couple positives out of that. Yeah, it's been up and down. There have been some positives yeah, for sure, but I, there have been some downs as I've, well. I've, I like the Brian Edwards pick. I liked last year the Maurice Hurst pick. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, for like we talked about first round running back, whatever. But Josh Jacobs has been good. But like, this year, like Damon Arnett, like what the fuck was that? Like Lynn Bowden's already fucking gone. Like that was yeah, the, pick. that was the pick that I hated. Lynn yeah. Bowden, and then um. <sighs> What was the other one? There was another I'm, bad one, but like I've not been a fan of Mike Mayock so far. So, yeah. like, yeah, they got Brian Edwards. That was great. They took him after they took yeah, him out like back to back. Yeah, I like the Jonathan Abram pick. Yeah, that he's he's been great. Pressure. I love him. Um, and like they got what's his name? Um, the Max Crosby. He's been good. Yes, yes, he's been really good actually. Mm-hmm. But like, there's been there's been some picks and like some signings and moves that like I'm like, why are you not like doing something different or improving this? Like. There is no reason for them not to sign Cam, and I hate it. But anyway, um, next up, <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson almost, almost did it against the Steelers. Almost. Yeah, I, I thought he had a chance, but I mean, we ultimately just realized the Steelers are just better. 
James Conner was good because the Texans are pretty bad against running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the Steelers-Titans game this week. Otherwise, I would have been very gung-ho on James Conner. Um, but I think the, the, the Texans had, like as we said, probably the worst three-game start in, I don't know, I'm not going to say in history, but probably the, probably the worst three-game start possible in the last however many years. It's It was so bad. Yeah, I mean, that sucks for them to start out that way. Yeah, the three best teams in the AFC, in, in my opinion. <laughs> so the only way it would get worse is they went and played like Packers and Seahawks next. But that they played the Packers in a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the really. The schedule is so harsh. Yeah, that's like that was one of the things that like, their schedule sucks. So it does get easier down the stretch. Yeah, um, Jaguars, is... Browns, then Patriots. Uh, but so they, even then, there's tough ones. But Lions, then Colts, Bears, Colts, Bengals, Titans. Like yeah. it gets easier. And as we found out, the Chiefs' defense is probably better than we initially thought week one too. So, yep. But this is this is your Texans by low point right here. Yep, this is the time. Yeah, Fuller. I mean, people like Fuller. So he might be tougher. He's been doing well still. But like, if you want David Johnson, if you want Brandon Cooks. This is kind of the time to get on it. Like Deshaun Watson, I know you're been, you've been campaigning in this year. This year, you're going to get on Watson. So, yeah, I mean, I think that if you can get Watson for somebody like that right now thinks he's not doing great, then I would do it. Sure. Um, and I see here you've got a couple of flyers that didn't really actually haven't really worked out this last week that you like this week. Who who you got in that department? Yeah, I feel like sometimes we make calls and then the next that week it doesn't work, but it works the next week because <laughs> we were we were like right, but the matchup wasn't ideal and we were sort of watching the trend and jumping the gun a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to give it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, like last week I was big on Dobbins, and um, that was primarily because I thought that the game script would be more run game heavy with the Ravens not starting out in a hole. Mm-hmm. And having to pass, <clears throat> but and I really like Dobbins this week. Um, same kind of thing with Chase Edmonds, who he sees the field enough. But the game was way more competitive against the Lions than it probably should have been. Um, and I like Edmonds a lot more this week in a more high scoring affair. And then you've got Chris Herndon, who I've also talked about <laughs> because he was really, you know, he was having a really good preseason, and then he just kind of wasn't used at all. And now they're playing a team that actually. You can attack them with tight ends, and the Jets really don't have weapons. So I'm big on Herndon this week. And honestly, Hawkinson's been great this year, but he definitely, like, I think is almost an every-week starter, Yeah, especially in deeper leagues. The Saints have been just so bad against tight end. They've been – I mean, it makes sense. Good run D, good pass D, and they've been actively bad against the tight end too. Like, last week, the Packers tight ends did stuff. The pa- Aaron Rodgers threw to his tight ends. Right. Like, that's when you know something's up. <laughs> like, okay, let me pull up their combined stats. So, Robert Tanyan, 5 for 15 a touchdown. Jay Sternberger, 3 for 36. Like, Mercedes Lewis, 1 for 18 a touchdown. Like, it's a thing. It's a, it's probably a thing. So, yeah, like, I, I, Hawk is probably a solid option this week. Um, other other teams bad against tight end, either whether actively bad by funnel or just overall bad. In this case, Atlanta is just bad against tight end because they can't defend the pass at all. Um, Cleveland's been rough against the tight end. That's kind of tight end and slot. They just have nothing there. And right, then, that middle of the field for Cleveland is no bueno. Yeah, and then uh, Baltimore and Buffalo sort of just by default slash funnel in the terms of like 
secondary is pretty strong. They get a good pass rush. Like the run game can be pretty solid or run D can be pretty solid. So it's kind of one of those things where by default, the tight end is going to be viable. Right. Like it's strong secondary on the wide receivers, good pass rush. Yeah. And it's, it's shown in the uh, game logs too. Mm-hmm. So that's one of our favorite little stats. You know, we bring that one up. I think every year, right? Which one? <laughs> the, if they get, if they're good at, if they have a good pass rush and good secondary, the tight end will be featured more. Yeah. yeah. That and then, you know, like running back, uh, passing as well. That was slam. Um, yes. And then I see you had a Denver here. Yeah, Denver just by scheme and just history has been pretty rough against tight ends usually. Yeah, their whole secondary is not particularly good. But, I, the, I mean, this year I've seen them just get gashed by tight ends. I mean, even the – like the Steelers who didn't use their tight ends at all when they played them. Like if you combined McDonald and Ebron, they had a decent outing and Johnny Smith porched them. And then oh, yeah. uh, last week, Gronk and OJ Howard had like 11 targets. Yeah, they did stuff. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But as we always say, the tight end defense, some of these may fall off, but it only matters if there's like, if they're really on an extreme, like really bad or really good. Right. Which, so Tight end stuff, um, I see, like, I guess we'll kind of go to the strong part of tight end, too. Our, so, Colts and Patriots, you said you have here as, like, the two that are, have been good against tight ends. They're the only ones so far. Like, looking through how each team's done against tight ends, it's really hard to evaluate because uh-huh. most teams don't have a Travis Kelsey or, you know, a healthy George Kittle where you can get a real, like, all right, how are they against a very dangerous and utilized tight end? Most of the time, you don't get to see that because there's only a handful of them in the league. Mm-hmm. So there are a ton of teams right now. Like if you're on ESPN and you're using their fantasy, that you're going to see a tight end matchup that you're like, oh man, this isn't favorable. They're like the sixth best against tight ends. Look at who they've played. Please, for the love of God, look at who the other team yeah. has played because most likely that stat doesn't mean anything. Like the Niners this week are the number two defense against tight ends. But they have played the Jets and the Giants. So two thirds yeah. of their right. <laughs> two thirds of their tight end stats are from the two worst offenses. And they, and they also played Arizona, who Dan Arnold right. is a guy. Like they Dan don't they don't Arnold. they don't use the tight end either. So like as much exactly. as we like, kind of enjoy Dan Arnold, they don't use their tight end. So. so I'm actually huge on Zach Ertz this week, even mm-hmm. though he you might be afraid saying, Oh, they're the number two tight end defense or uh, defense against tight ends. Maybe I should switch and find somebody else. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's usually noisy. The only time they, the, I think the best way to look at it is it is if they've had some good games against good tight ends, and if you look at the personnel and it makes sense, like well, like with the Seahawks, they they put they should put Jamal Adams on Hayden Hurston, or you know they're like what was like Eric Berry or whoever it was would always be on was it Eric Berry mm-hmm. like I think who would be on Gronk or like someone I can't remember who it was I think it was Eric Berry who would go on Gronk. Like if they have if they have certain guys who are good at defending tight ends, then it kind of lines up too. But a lot of times it's just noise, or they've got a scheme or a player that is terrible against tight ends. So right, or if they're a huge run funnel and the team never has to throw, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that they're bad at like they're good against tight ends because the other teams don't use them. They just don't have to. Yeah, because like, with the Seahawks, <laughs> maybe it's like like they they haven't been like good against like tight ends, but like they've been like solid. And, um, but also like their secondary is trash. Like, so like you can throw on them to other spots. Like it's easier to pick on them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And they, and they kind of can lead off our bad pass defenses. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Well, Atlanta is by a lot the worst. And then after that, we've got you know, Seattle. Dallas yeah, I think Seattle's bad. got the worst pass defense. Maybe. I don't know. Seattle and, <laughs> Seattle and Atlanta have been really bad pass defenses. So yeah. Attack those. Dallas has been rough. Um, Miami's oddly been rough. We kind of anticipated them being better, but they've been pretty bad so far. And then, Yeah, I mean, they did get torched by Jalen. Um, yeah. Who's definitely you know taken that step forward this year that we all mm-hmm. kind of thought he might, which is great. But I mean, they did fine against Minshew, but Minshew also was missing half his line. Yeah, and Chark. And Chark. Yeah, I mean, against against good passing teams, it'll be easy to beat, I think. And then yeah, we see Denver actually having a rough pass defense, partially due to injury because like, Chris Harris was out, a lot of their lines hurt. Like the pass rush is pretty injured so that hurts them and then obviously minnesota has been just a fucking sieve so yeah they've been dreadful so yeah these are like the extremes like these are like concretely bad at this part of you know defense and those teams are all concretely bad at you know stopping the pass yeah but so how how about some uh good good pasties who who are you avoiding um well the yeah i mean the colts have actually been pretty good against this in the secondary lately game one against Minshew, like he kind of went off but since then they've been really good um yeah. that's gonna be one where it's like gonna be interesting to tell if like i think i think we need more data on the colts i do too i i mean they had a great defense last year and mm-hmm. week one seemed like an aberration because it just didn't seem right yeah that they were getting torched and both, i think both teams have gone the opposite ways since then Exactly. So I'm kind of, I think Indianapolis is like their defense is kind of starting to click and they're ba- They're almost out of preseason or yeah. out of preseason at this point. And their pass rush is pretty solid too. So Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, the Colts defense as a whole is pretty solid. Um, I think the one that's surprising is Cincy. Cincy's mm-hmm. secondary has been decent, which it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at all. It should be a total <laughs> Um. It's partially because their run defense is so bad. That yeah, that's how it was last year too. Up. But there's, I've, I've, you know, I've been watching their games because I'm actually interested in Burrow's development, and their secondary is making plays, and they're they're like playing like a decent secondary. So they're definitely not the team you want to attack in the air because you can just roll them on the ground. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not necessarily in a void in the air. And I'm yes. asking through it because I don't. I don't think they're in a void in the air, but they're a more target on the ground. Right, exactly, and I think that a lot of offenses will do that. They'll just mm-hmm. use they. I, the Eagles should have. Yeah, it's, it, it, it might be a thing where the passing stats ended like I said, not as good. Like you might be disappointed in like a pass catcher against them, even if they're not good, just because the running back went bonkers. Exactly, that's all they needed to do to win the game. Yeah, Miles Sanders. Yeah, okay. Um. Some other ones, obviously the Chargers are good, even without um, Derwin James. They're still pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. San Fran's been good, but like you have here, the New York the New York teams have been two of their games, so hard to, hard to tell. Yeah, like, they let me check. Let me check their week one because obviously Arizona beat them, but they kept it low scoring. It was a lot closer of a game. Yeah, yeah. They they held Kyler Murray and Jack pretty well in the air, but obviously he ran for a ton. And then uh, Kansas City's pass defense has been really good, actually. Which is surprising given their secondary injuries, but they've really played up, and their pass rush has been nasty. So, yeah, their corners are blanketing the wide receivers in a really good way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs. That's a tough game to pick. Like, oh yeah, Chiefs pads with... is gonna be tough. Oh my god, 
you kind of have to go with the guys you think like are just too important to the offense anyway because it's going to be a high scoring affair regardless mm-hmm. and then, uh, as far as as far as run d's go um some terrible ones or bad ones be vegas has been pretty bad i said vegas not oakland uh carolina has <laughs> been awful cincinnati as we said has been super bad tennessee has been just really bad i don't think <laughs> people are realizing Real bad. it yeah the choice has been rough houston's been rough um the jets have sort of been bad <sighs> It's tough, and I think it's partially just because the team's been so bad and the other team just runs a bunch. And then there's some injuries, too. Like mm. the, It's like a linebacker thing, sort of. But like, Right. They're missing a lot of linebackers. Yeah, like I, it, it's, I put a sort of here because in their current state, it's really bad. Yeah. Their pass defense is actually way better mm-hmm. than their run defense right now. Uh, there's a lot of teams, though, with bad run defenses. I added in here both uh, Chicago... And the Packers. Yeah, they're both worth mentioning for sure. Chicago allowed 5.7 yards per carry to Todd Gurley last week. And uh, if they felt like they could have given Todd Gurley the full workload, that game script might have been a little different. Yeah, um, AP had 14 for 93 on him week one. So, yeah. And then week nope. two, they played the Giants and Quads got hurt. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have the Packers. They're still struggling against the run at 5.5 yards per mm-hmm. carry. And that was their huge weakness last year. That's how the 49ers just destroyed them. Yeah. So, and, well, they did face Camaro last week, which I guess, you know, he, he was more through the air, but he still ran well. He just, well, Camaro had six for 58 on the ground. And then, right, dude, six for 58. Camaro's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> like, that was so absurd. Well, like, that, that touchdown, like, that touchdown on that screen from Breeze was absurd. <laughs> it looked like that Le'Veon Bell run yeah. against the Bengals. Yeah, but I was except gonna... the Packers were trying to tackle him. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I assumed you were going to invoke Le'Veon Bell, so I, like, I didn't. But like that's yeah, what I thought was Le- like, Le'Veon Bell. Like, uh, and then yeah, there are a few teams, not as many, but there are a few that are really good against the run. And the two that stand out the most, especially, I mean, the one that stands out the most is Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. You cannot run on Pittsburgh. Don't do it. It is tough. It. it is a hard time. Um, it, yeah. I mean, David Johnson was a, even able to have a good day. I think that should tell you something because he could, you know, catch the ball. Mm-hmm. But running it up the middle, that does not work on them. Yep, yeah. Yards per carry is so low against them. And same with Tampa. Tampa has, we kind of knew this, that Tampa had a good run D, but it's still been solid this year. Yep. They're more susceptible to the passing back definitely but up the middle not gonna work yeah the the passing back some of my uh why i texted you what i did the other day Mm -hmm. um and then a couple other strong run d's seattle's been good um probably some jamal adams effect and then also just i guess maybe that and then the volume has been low because the passing and then philly new orleans have been good which we kind of knew philly's been up and down like also, their run D is still solid. It's yeah, just not yeah. well, how, as did, good. Didn't the Rams do well against them, like running the ball? Yeah, the Rams ran really well against them. They also killed them. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> but, like, the guards per care is really good. Like, part of my thing with the uh, Eagles is they played Washington and the Bengals. Like, right. I, I like that kind of pads the running numbers. So, I, like, I'm not. I, I, I buy the New Orleans run defense is good because we know it. Seen it last year. They've held good running backs down some. So, like, mm-hmm. okay. Because, um, like, as Jacob's got a shitload of carries, but they've really held him in check. Right. 
So yeah, no, I, I agree that New Orleans at the they're but they both have three point four yards per carry. Philly and New Orleans. I think New Orleans is the the more concrete, like that's legitimate. Whereas Philly might be a little overblown right now. They could yeah. totally get run on by a good team. Yeah, they did a pretty good job holding Jacobs and Aaron Jones in check. So that's that's a lot more impressive than holding. I guess Peyton Barber and a little bit of Gibson and then Joe Mixon and the Bengals run game and check. So who we Joe Mixon's great, but the Bengals don't use him in the run game. He yeah. just like he just doesn't run that much. He I'm doesn't s- get that many carries. I'm so glad that I was full in on Chubb over Mixon slash I was kinda out on Mixon. Remember earlier I said that I s I don't know if I said it on a podcast, I might have, but I did say that Chubb was a top three running back this year. You did say that. So far, so good, I think. So far, so good. Yeah. Oh, my guy. Dude, his, his, that touchdown run, I think the first one again, whatever it was, the like, Gray breaks like four or five tackles against Washington. Oh, Did that make me so happy? That was wonderful. It all made me happy. I love it. A lot. He still has like second level speed, too, when he yeah, breaks man. away. Oh, oh, mm, getting yeah, hot in nice. here. I, I was pulling up my team that I, one of the teams I have him on, I just look at his rank. And um, and like I saw that I have Juju on the team, I'm like oh crap, I have to pull him out. Then I'm like, do I start Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman? <laughs> Ooh. But we we can save that. Um. So anyway, <laughs> kind of recap on last week. Uh, picks weren't as great, but they're still pretty good. Mazi, you went ten five and, and one. I guess with the ties that and one, and then I was right. like nine, yeah. six and one. I'm not going to give myself a loss for a tie because yeah. you don't you don't bet on if it's going to be a tie. If you pick a, t- a game and it ends up in a tie, you don't lose points or anything in any gaming format. So I'm not counting that against uh, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put the the dash one at the end of our stuff just to make it even. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, the, the tie. Oh. So and we, I said there'd be a tie this year, but I thought it would be the, the Cardinals. Yeah, so <laughs> this is kind of funny. So the last two Bengals ties, the, the last one was against Carolina. I was at that one. And then the the one before that was also against Philly, and I was at that game. Oh, my God. I wasn't at this one, thankfully. You were in spirit, clearly. Yeah, but Sorry, just saw your pause. So, yeah, Thursday night game, I said this isn't going to be up in time, but it's pretty gross. Um if Lindsay's out, Gordon's a thing, so that's about it. I mean, maybe turned it. Um, yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon should be the whole offense for Denver. I don't want any Denver passing game. I don't trust it. In fact, I think the Jets could even pick off uh, the Denver, whoever's like Brett Rippin, right? Yeah, whatever it is, but that's Rippin for now. for now. Say, I put, if you're desperate, the Jets... <laughs> If you are truly desperate and you need someone tonight, I'd said the offense should run through Gore and Herndon. It sounds disgusting. I don't want any part of it. But yeah, I, this you is know, ideally I avoid this whole game. I am. Uh, we'll be starting in Chris Herndon. What are? I'm at the, isn't this like a forty <laughs> over under or something? That's terrible. But that's too high. Yeah, I'll have it at 41. So anyway, moving on, though. Um. <laughs> yeah, moving on to Sunday. The game's a matter. 